everyone, Kitty here. Before we dive into the podcast, I wanted to give you a couple of reminders. The first is that we touch on a lot of sensitive subjects that could be possible emotional and trauma triggers for people. If there are any topics that you're sensitive to, we recommend that before you watch any of the movies or listen to our podcasts, you check the website doesthedogdie.com. Also, this podcast is not kid-friendly and not safe for work. Please listen responsibly. Finally, this podcast contains spoilers. If you're like me and don't like spoilers, please watch the movie before listening. Thank you, and happy haunting. This is Hounds of Horror with Max. What is a non-fatal murder? <laughs> Victor. No, you're no, stupid. Doesn't matter how close you live to your house. But anyway. <laughs> and Kitty. A That's lot. a lot of words for I'm trying something instead of porn. <laughs> I'm Victor. I'm Max. I'm Kitty, and welcome to Hounds of Horror, our weekly podcast where we get together and talk about horror things, specifically movies. How often? Weekly. And what is it? A podcast. Okay. About what, though? Horror things. You can reach us at houndsofhorrorpod at gmail.com. Indeed. I mean, you can send messages there. Whether they'll reach somebody (laughs) depends on how lazy we feel, so... Right. I imagine it'd be kind of like using the Pony Express, where you send it off and you hope it gets there, but it might not. Like, there's a lot of things that can go wrong in between sending that letter and it getting to its intended recipient. It could get waylaid by bandits. Okay, you guys keep talking, I'll be back. Okay. I, I do like, like the sound of my own voice, so I will keep talking. I like the sound of your own voice, too. Thank what are you, you. going to talk about? Let's talk about the... What do you like best about my voice? I think I like its lower bassy tones. I also really, really, and I've told you this before, I appreciate the way you pronounce words. I think you have very good diction. Dick-tion. Can't say diction without dick. You can't. Or, or shun. Shun. <laughs> shun that dick. I do believe, it, my voice sounds very baritone when I'm talking, but I feel like when it's played back to me, it sounds kind of like nasally. Actually, you know why that is? Why? It's because you are not actually hearing your voice. As it is heard by other people. What you're hearing is the sound that your vocal cords are making reverberating in your skull. Through my eustachian tubes? My station tubes. (laughs) Men have those. (laughs) Um, I hope this all makes it. I really do too. This is amazing. (laughs) Gold. You do the the act of things. Well, shouldn't we talk about what movie we oh, watched can first? Can we do yeah. this podcast in a southern... What do you call it? A draw. A genteel draw. Oh. Perhaps we can have iced tea on the porch. And discuss the state of politics in the Union. I believe that my southern is a bit more laid back. It's like molasses coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I don't know what y'all are talking about. It's a honeyed accent. <laughs> um, all right. We watched Predators. We did watch Predators. <laughs> As a side which sounds note. like a a bad name for a movie. But yeah. I mean, I guess the first one was called Predator. So yes, mm-hmm. and I couldn't help but watch this, continually comparing it to the first one. So I think that you were supposed to. Well, I did. Okay. And I found it wanting. Not all. No surprise. Through. No surprise. Uh, Predators came out in 2010, mm-hmm. which is in- fucking insane. Let's uh, not talk about it. What is that insane? <laughs> So it was Just, ten years ago. Ten years ago. Ten years isn't that long. Well, it was a third ten of my lifetime. Years ago. <sighs> that's I mean, older. 
than all of my pet's ages combined. The mummy came out when I was... I'm not going to say. I don't want people to know how old I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's older than me. I am. Well, I'm older than Kitty. We can say that. <laughs> so... Spiritually or metaphysically? Both. Okay. All the ways. <laughs> it was starring Adrian Brody as Royce... Topher Grace I'm as sorry, do you want to do all that? I guess you have been. Edwin. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne as Noland. Alice Braga as Isabel. Louis Azawa Chengchian as Hanzo. I probably screwed that all the fuck up. Mahersala, Mahershala Ali as Mombasa. And Oleg Taktarov as Nikolai. Oleg. That's the name of the big oh. guy from Saints Row 3. Mm. And then uh, Danny Trejo. How could you not say that I, one? Yeah, I was scrolling through and it cut off at him. And Walter Goggins. Walton Goggins. Oh, well, Walter. Walton. Walter in. <laughs> it was directed by Nim. Okay, is it pronounced Nimrod? I. It's got an accent over the O. It does. <laughs> but I'm calling him Nimrod. <laughs> Okay. Nimrod Antal. It was just directed by Nimrod. And <laughs> um, the writers were Alex Litvak and Michael Finch and others. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't understand. Because the first definition is a skillful hunter. The second definition is an inept person. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Well, one think, or the other. I think that Nimrod was a a term that was used for an evolution of humans. I'm not positive on that, but I think I remember learning that in my anthropology classes. Mm, Nimrodius gensis. But because they aren't, they weren't modern humans. Okay, if I can pontificate a little more, Nimrod was a biblical figure, son of Cush, I believe. They're saying. He was mighty uh, and a great hunter. And it became about to be a derogatory term because of Looney Tunes. With Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck who referred to Elmer Fudd as Nimrod because he's a hunter. Oh. But he's a Nimrod. <laughs> okay. Interesting. So. Well, thank you for that. So it's actually more of a colloquial phrase that it's become a derogatory term. Yes. I'm guessing the real, well, the real, the biblical Nimrod wasn't actually a Nimrod. <laughs> it seems like he was very much uh, not, so. Interesting. What else do we know these actors from, Max? Yeah. We have Adrian Brody, mm. who I have mixed feelings about. Talk about the range on that guy. The range? Yeah. What you talking about? <gasps> I turned it off! No, you didn't. Okay, there we go. His acting range. Yes. Can we also talk about his nose? Yes. <laughs> I love his stupid nose, okay? He does occasionally, from certain angles, resemble a vulture. He does. But I think he makes it work for him. I've he also does. seen pictures of him where he's quite handsome. Yes. I think that in general he's a handsome man. I thought he was in this movie. Like, his kind of gruff appearance in this movie. It depends. See, I have a big nose. And I feel like I don't quite match... Your nose isn't quite that big. <laughs> no, or hooked, or bent to the side. But also, I feel like you know maybe he's more handsome than I am. I want to know how many times he got punched in the face to acquire that nose. <laughs> I, 
I don't know. I have not uh, done any research on that. We'll look into it. We won't look into it. We won't look into it. We never look into anything no, we say we're going to look ever. into. Having said that, before we even get to our complaint parts, I, I don't feel like he plays a good tough guy. Really? I, I do. Okay. Not. <laughs> I do not think he plays a good tough guy. I do in the nodding, I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was uh, Royce. He was also in a movie I saw recently called Bullethead. Okay. In which I told you Antonio Banderas was the bad guy. You did tell me that. He was very sharply dressed. My goodness. I have to have a suit made up like that. His was probably like $40,000. Probably. Probably. Not a great movie overall, but it had two of my favorite actors. Well, one of my favorite actors in it. (laughs) John Malkovich. Uh, He was also in King Kong and The Village. He was also in The Pianist, which is a (laughs) World War II movie. And he was in Splice, which was a fucked up movie. It was a little weird. Is he in... Oh, never mind. You don't watch Peaky Blinders. You I should. Do. Because it's really good. You said that and I just... You know what? Literally any time we make a recommendation to Max, he's like, no, fuck you. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Oh, well, you know. Also, I'm trying to use so less language. He... <laughs> misses out on cool shit because he doesn't like recommendations from people. When I recommend stuff, you guys never watch it. That's not true. That is absolutely true. We watched Bob's Burgers. Was that my recommendation? Yeah. Yeah. The very first time we ever watched it was at your house. You were like, oh, you really gotta watch this show. It's really funny. And I was like, I'm skeptical because, like, I don't always agree with your taste in TV. And then I watched it and I was like, I like Bob's Burgers. Let, we're going to make a list. All the stuff that I have watched or am currently still watching that you guys have recommended. And you make a list of all the stuff I've recommended. <laughs> I think you'd be a great politician, Max. I would be a, gr- I would be a fantastic politician. <laughs> Very malevolent. We Seven have years later. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Are we still on Adrian Brody? See, now, I, I'm just going to wait for you to name. We Yeah, we just finished. No, we didn't even finish him yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to wait for you to recommend something, and I'm going to watch it just to spite you. Okay. So you can't be like, you never watch stuff that I recommend. I'll have to pick something really, really good. The point, the reason I brought up Peaky Blinders is because I believe that AJ Brody, in the most recent or last season, plays a crime boss. So anyway. Alice Braga. Hmm. uh, She was Anna in I Am Legend. And mm. Fry in Elysium. Elysium? Elysium? Oh, she was. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's been in a lot of yeah. stuff. A lot of these people have been in a lot of things. Danny Trejo. That's Danny Trejo, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Danny Trejo. I want you to let that sink in for a minute. Danny Trejo. He falls under that list of impossibly cool aggressively unattractive actors. Yeah. Mm. No offense, Danny Trejo. <laughs> You're extremely rugged. Mickey Rourke falls into that category. Okay, I was trying to think of another actor, but I agree. Yep, yep. yep. They're the two I can think of at the moment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he played Cuchillo. He was, I started writing the other stuff he was in, but seriously, the list goes on forever. Yeah. It really does. How, did you see how many <laughs> credits he had? I kind of want to look now. Uh, it's a lot. I'm gonna okay. Let's let's take a guess. My my general guess is I'm gonna say 128. I was gonna say 132. 
fuck you. So I'm gonna say I'm not. I'm gonna say two hundred and seventy-five. Oh, oh my, that's way too many. <laughs> I wasn't even close. It was four hundred nine. Seriously? Yes. As an actor, he's in 409 things. Oh my goodness. Because you have to take into account all the bazillions of bit parts he's been in. You were the closest without going over. <laughs> she was. She would win the um, the brand new cookware set. If Somebody send were. me brand new cookware, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I imagine them filming him, like two separate groups of people filming him at the same time for different shows as he's just like walking down a corridor or something. I think they do. Because to, like, to be in 400 things, like... God, like, <laughs> or like people are filming and like they're editing the film and they're like, "Wait, was that Danny Trejo?" <laughs> I better put it in the credits. <laughs> but he, he is, wow, clearly many many things. Yes, prolific. Uh, and then you have Walton Goggins. He played Stans. He was Chris Mannix in Hateful Eight and Billy Crash in Django Unchained. And I don't really... Those are the only two things I really know him from. Hmm. He disturbs me on some level. You said that was Walter Goggins? Walton yeah. Goggins? Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. I'm going to keep saying his name. <laughs> I feel like his name in combination with his appearance is what <laughs> turns me off from him. Because his last name is Goggins. And I feel like his eyes are a little goggly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when... Because most actors choose their stage names their actor names maybe he chose his ironically like christopher farton sandwich he changed his name to chris pratt so yeah and now he's very <laughs> successful oh topher grace mm. edwin uh i do i have to go over topher grace that 70 show that's that 70 show that's uh, the he only was thing venom and spider-man <laughs> he was i mean yeah and probably most people know him as foreman so uh, and then Lawrence Fishburne. Do I have to go over him either? Um, Matrix. He, he was the, the black guy with the little sunglasses that clipped to his nose. This mm. is the second movie that Lawrence Fishburne has been in that we've talked about. I choose to believe this is a sequel oh. to Event Horizon. This is where he went. <gasps> That's why he was on that ship. That's incredible. Wouldn't it though? And he just got fucked up. Like he just thought that he was some air cav commander. I don't even know what the air cav is. I'm guessing it's Air Force. You made that up. That's, he says Air Cav. Oh. Kandahar. He says that in the movie. I don't know what Air Cavalry is. But... <laughs> that is either. But he doesn't sound British, and that sounds like a British thing. SAS, I believe, is British. That's like... This takes place in the future, and it's the Space Force. <laughs> I mean, it could. I, I mean, know. it would be kind of cool to be part of the Space Force, wouldn't it? It would be kind of cool. Like, you're orbiting Earth, and they're like, there's terrorists in New York, and you just, like, jump out of the ship and go screaming through the atmosphere. That'd be awesome. He was in the Hannibal series on HBO, which was quite good. Hmm. It had... Does not matter. So the movie opens with Royce falling out of the sky. Wait. Do we talk about everyone you want to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Alright. It does. He has a thing on his chest that I guess he figures out how it works. And it deploys a parachute. Yes. It definitely seems like alien technology, and everyone else definitely has it too. But it works worse than a regular human parachute. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know why. Which, like, if you were kidnapping people and bringing them to your special alien game preserve to hunt, why would you give them stuff that might not work correctly and would kill them from the fall? It doesn't seem fair. 
That seems super <laughs> shitty. Well, I think that a part of it is that, like, they want to make sure that these are the intelligent creatures that they brought to the planet. <laughs> All the other creatures got boxes with automatic parachutes. Maybe they're not as intelligent as humans. Maybe, but all he did was bang on it for like a couple hundred feet. Yeah, and then it charged up. It was like beep, 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 and then deployed the parachute. And I'm like, seriously? Yeah. I also like how that one, the one guy's parachute doesn't open. And they're like, oh, it must have malfunctioned. Not, oh, he must not have figured out how to open it. <laughs> yeah. But what I will say about that opening is that I really like it. Simply because it is, and that's why I needed to know if I was spelling that word correctly, there is no preamble. It's just like, boom, movie started. I guess so. And I like that there's no, like, you know, five years ago or just outside of wherever. There's no preamble. <laughs> there's no there's no opening crawl. It's just here. Like It's like, bam. I like that. Well, this is where I wrote that he doesn't make a good tough guy because he sounds like Batman. <laughs> Like when, Which iteration of Batman? Uh, like when Christian Bale is trying to be Batman. Okay. And he's like, I'm Batman. Like, that's what I feel like Adrian Brody's doing. Like, a little bit. I'm a mercenary. I'd say about 50 to 60% of his lines land with me, and the rest of them are a little too cheesy, and they're a little too often, that a lot of his one-liners after a while, I'm just like, all right, man, like, tone it down a little bit. Like, it's like, like <laughs> when we said, uh, like, at one point he says... She's like, why do you want to go find other people or whatever? And he's like, because I want to find out who threw me out of a fucking plane. Like, I was like, all right, yeah, I, I empathize with that 100%. <laughs> but then later on, like, he's saying stuff. And I'm like, all right. Like, so I kind of agree hey. with you. There's a little too many one lines in this, one liners. I, I don't know. I think I agree with that. But I also am frustrated with, like, he's a fucking know it all and it drives me <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Like, it drives me absolutely insane. He basically is a predator, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. throughout the movie, he's like, they do this for this reason, because it's what I would do. They do this. <laughs> they're doing this. She knows about this. Like, he's like the most intuitive individual that ever lived, but he couldn't figure out his parachute. I mean, he did eventually, didn't he? <laughs> he figured it out by hitting it. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. If it's all you got, it's all you got. But... I yeah I don't know I had a hard time with that with him him being so like we should go this way because of this reason he doesn't say we should go this way he says I'm going this way you can follow me if you want which I did kind of like he is a dick through and through like that's his character arc that he's a dick Um, he is I don't know that it's so much that he's a dick as much as it is that he's like a survivalist Mm -hmm. like he is there. He's going to figure out how to make it through it. Yeah. And if they don't want to listen to his advice, then they can fuck off. Like. Yeah. And they're like. So my first problem with this movie and I, I listeners, I won't hide it. I love this movie. I really, really enjoy this movie. I think Spoiler that Spoiler a fucking alert. It is definitely not given enough praise. But my first problem with this movie is Max, you're the weapons expert on the show. Mm-hmm. What type of gun is Olaf? Oleg? Oleg. Oleg using. Oleg. I don't know the... Um, oh. It is... It's a type of chain gun. It's a minigun. Yes. Which is a, absolutely a reference to Predator. It is, because uh, Jesse uh, Ventura carried one in Predator. I ain't got time to bleed. And, yeah. Math, okay. <laughs> Alright, my point is that Danny Trejo and Adrian Brody... 
somehow miraculously dodge 200, 300 bullets. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that one of the bullets hits directly behind where Adrian Brody's character is standing. Like, that you couldn't account for enough. And, like, I get that you're fucking scared. Like, this is a really scary environment. This is a scary situation. You're freaked out. But if you're, like, the best of the best of the Russian Special Forces, are you really just going to spray and pray at that point? Like, you're just going to be like, something's making noise over there. Whoa! <laughs> and just hope? Like, really? Yeah. And with no tactical advantage whatsoever? And then, like, uh, yeah. So that bo- that's the first part of the movie that, like, um, for the most part, like I said, I really like this movie, but there are some technical things in it that bother me, and that bothers me a lot. Like, nobody's even clipped. Like, <sighs> Yeah. And Adrian Brody's character just stands there. Like, he doesn't even, like, duck or anything. Like, he's just like, I'm getting shot at, okay. It just... it, it It's a very cool weapon. I just feel like it's highly impractical. Yeah. I mean, you'd spend your ammunition in no time. And, did like, they, and you have to carry a power supply for it. Did they have oh, the really? guns that they were using whenever they were... In combat, wherever they were, or were they supplied them? Like, oh, I think they brought their weapons with them. Okay, so I mean, he was probably in a position where it was more practical wherever <sighs> he was. Maybe I, I just don't see carrying this thing around. It says handheld, but I've always been of the belief that it'd be very hard to carry one of those around and use it. Like the recoil would yeah. be immense, unless I don't know. Maybe there's something to it. I don't understand. That. I mean, he was. Setting it on a log and it's true. using that to brace it. If you can get yourself some kind of a, a makeshift tripod every time you want to use it, but that's asking a lot. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like an impractical weapon. I think it's a very macho weapon. I mean, it's cool, but... Oh, and it says uh, a lot of the scenes, it looks like... I did notice this. When he's firing the minigun, it looks like the barrels aren't moving. That's because <laughs> they think it was very close to the frame rate of the cameras filming yeah. it. <laughs> so it looked like it wasn't doing anything, but... That makes sense. So, I'm not sure. Listeners, if you have been in the military, or are crazy, and you own one, you could somehow (laughs) afford to buy one, let us know, can you actually carry this, quote, handheld minigun? Can you carry it around and shoot it? Or do you have to brace it on something? I really want to know that answer, because... I'm actually curious about that, too. Yeah. Because I don't think it's a practical weapon, and maybe for, like, short range, but anyway. My point is that it's impractical that nobody gets hit by this weapon where he's literally just spraying <laughs> in an arc in front of him, and nothing gets hit. It bothered me a bit. Um, but I do like that opening. I think it's a strong opening. I kind of love the way people kind of get together. There's this weird ragtag team, and I fucking love Yakuza. Like, he's just fucking cool. He is cool. And I just, like, it's cheesy, and I don't care, because it taps into that whole, like, people from Asian continents are mystical because they're Asian. (laughs) And I think that that's kind of a cheesy, overdone trope, but I fucking love it anyway. I don't care. It works on me. And he's fucking cool. Like, taking his shoes off was just stupid. Like, it's such a stupid decision, but I don't care. Not only that, but, like... They made it seem like he was doing it so that he could be, be like, sneaky and, like, sneak up on the rest of the people in this group and then didn't. <laughs> I don't think he cared about sneaking up. I think he just didn't, like, he just didn't want to ruin his shoes and just didn't care. Like, he realized they were oh, impractical okay. for the environment. I thought, like, he stepped in it and it squelched and he was like, I could be quieter if I didn't have my shoes on. Yeah, I think he was just, like, making himself comfortable. Yeah, I, I don't think he cared at all. 
Okay. Um, I'd like to mention some of the other guns. I'd like to real quick mention that the dog is running around the house like a lunatic right now. So if you can hear that, I apologize. He will not settle down. We tried, like, sedatives, and they don't even work, so. (sighs) Royce's gun. Royce's gun is an AA-12 automatic shotgun. Okay, I thought so. Does it have some kind of a... Does, are there explosive rounds for it or something? Uh, it says here they use frag 12 rounds, which I'm not sure what that means exactly. Okay. I do know a lot about firearms, but I'm not sure what that is. Um, they do sound like fragmentation rounds. Sure. Fragments into 12 parts. Uh, maybe. It fragments <laughs> into 12 shotguns that each fire one bullet. Uh, Kuchiyu has two twin Heckler and... Uh, I'm going to say Heckler and Coke. That's how I say it. Hmm. MP5K. K-O-C-H? C-O-C-H? Yeah, C-O-C-H. All right. Uh, I'm checking back out for the rest of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and I really wanted to mention uh, Alice Braga's weapon. It's a Blazer R93 LRS2. She's got some kind of a really fucking cool high-tech scope on it, too. It is a an Elkin Digital Hunter scope. You can hear her going, and she's looking at shit. But that is a very nice rifle. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, and it's also a very 1911 heavy movie. Hmm. Um, Colt Commander. Uh, Royce has a custom 1911. Hmm. Uh, the dead American soldier. He had a, a spent 1911 A1 in his hand. Hmm. Okay. Cachio, he said his name was? Cachio. He's using twin... MP5s? MP5Ks. MP5Ks. Yeah, they have the shorter barrel. Okay. I know that from Urban Terror. Yeah. <laughs> Although I always went with the heavier one. The, <laughs> the UMP. The UMP. Ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Um, no. But, all right, yeah, I mean, I did like a lot of the guns in this a lot. And I liked, again, like, Yakuza's weapons were sort of flashy, but not that flashy. And had some kind of a weird, like, it was a muzzle brake or suppressor or something on the front? Had, the barrel yeah. was, like, oddly long. He had a Beretta 92FS Inox. Inox. That's the silver one. Yeah. And if, if you look them up, they do make a specific compensator for those pistols. Compensator, okay. Uh, a couple of them, but he had one on there, too. Very, yeah. very Yakuza-ish weapon. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, so cool characters. Um, I think that it's a little ridiculous that Royce like just knows when people are around him, like he just like can pick up on these things. But yet the Yakuza is not trying to hide, as I think we've all fairly well established. And they're just like, "Whoa, there's a guy over there!" Like, and he's like, "Yeah, I've been here wearing a silver fucking suit, fucking creepily standing there." <laughs> but man, I love that actor. Like he plays that role really well. Yeah, he does. He's just this really cool, stoic, kind of quiet. Like I said, sort of a little bit cheesy, stereotypical, but I still, like, it worked on me. Yeah. He's pretty good. Um, and then... <laughs> go ahead. Uh, oh, okay. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so my next note is, they're soldiers. Most of them are soldiers of some type, but none of them have a compass. Like, Alice Bright... Well, uh, what's her name? Uh, Isabella. Isabella. Mm-hmm. It, um... She, like, rigs up a crude compass with a leaf and, like, a bobby pin mm-hmm. yeah. and puts it in the water. Like, none of them have a compass? I'm sure they fucking did, but she needed to show off her... <laughs> <laughs> they also her sh- going really tight on that leaf so you can't see the guy with the magnet going... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
super special effects. Yeah. It so, is a cool effect. Like. I also, I like, okay, so this is the second time that I've seen this movie. So I knew what was coming. This is my 22nd time. Yeah. Um, but I really like Topher Grace's character. And mm. his Mimby Pimby panicking in the background, like whenever like they find him strung up by the yeah. parachute, <laughs> um, <laughs> and he plays essentially Eric Foreman, pretty much. <laughs> if he got dumped in the jungle <laughs> for like eighty percent of this movie, yeah. <laughs> but he went on to become a doctor, apparently. I guess. Um, but. Oleg, like, goes to walk up to that poisonous flower, Mm. and he stops him and dips it in the the venom. Poison. Not Mm. venom. Poison. The first time... I don't think plants have venom. No. Mm. The first time that, um... (laughs) That... No? What was I saying? He he dips his... Is it a pen? It's It's a a scalpel. It's a scalpel. Scalpel. He dips it in... Scalpel? The poison. And... The first time I watched this movie, I remember thinking, he didn't wipe that off. Mm. And thinking that either he was going to use that later or it was dangerous. And I actually was kind of convinced that he was going to try and use it against uh, whatever the fuck um, Walter Goggins' character's name is. Stans. Okay. (laughs) Stans. I also think that it's a little bit unfair. I get it. Like, I get why the Predators would choose killers, but the fact that they chose killers who weren't armed seems like it's not really making it so much the most dangerous game anymore. Who wasn't armed? Yeah, which killers weren't armed? The, uh, Stans. He didn't have so much of... He had a shank. He had a shank, but, like, he didn't have a gun. He didn't have a real knife on him. But he was in jail for murder. (laughs) Yes. I think. He... Okay, he kind of did have a weapon, but narratively, it's kind of hard to make that work. Yeah. Like, for him to be like, oh, I just appeared here and there's guns. Like, yeah. he's apparently Uncle or, um, Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Um, kind of. <laughs> it's sort of hard for them to make that work, but I do get what you're saying. But, I mean. Um, there's a reason I mentioned that he might be in prison for rape if you watch the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's. <laughs> he always plays kind of a rapey character. Like, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> They said he's the FBI's most wanted, and I didn't really get that vibe from him. I just got, like, white supremacist sort of crazy vibe. I didn't really get, like, a really dangerous killer type. He just seemed, like, kind of a, like, deluded Joker type, I guess. Like, he just... Well, maybe. I don't know. He, I don't know. I, I, I didn't get the whole... But I liked his character. I mean, Walton Goggins always works on me. <laughs> he's just... Every time I see him in a movie, I'm like, there's a 75% chance I'm going to hate him, and then they're going to make me love him by the end of this movie, because he's going <laughs> to redeem himself. Yep. <laughs> they come up across the Navy SEAL. Yeah. And, uh... They evade all the traps that he set up. Yeah. And Royce, knowing everything about everything, was like, these traps weren't meant for us. Yeah. They were meant to stop whatever killed him. I understand all the traps he had set up. They were very clever. But the spikes falling from the trees were, were like, were freaking rocket powered. Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't just fall to the ground. It was like, and I'm like, what? Also. They were spring set, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a survivalist, but I will say 
I'm almost positive that traps like those would not have survived two weeks in a jungle environment like that. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure birds, wind, and again, it's an alien planet, so we don't really know for sure what the conditions are, but two weeks with, with makeshift traps like that, I don't think would last. But that's just me. Maybe I'm, I'm not a survivalist, like Are I said. Are you saying the Navy SEALs don't know how to make traps? I'm saying the Navy I SEALs... I think you're saying the Navy SEALs don't know how to I, make I think traps. they know how to make really good traps, but I don't think they know how to make traps that will withstand nature. That won't be triggered by a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, squirrel-exclusive traps. Uh, so... I'm a little bit confused, and I, like, obviously, spoiler alert from, like, this point forward, and we should have said that earlier, but Topher Grace's character, Edwin, mm-hmm. he is a serial killer. Yes. What? And... <laughs> Why would you say that now? Because I have a question. Was he also a doctor? Yes. Or did he just know the decomp rate because, like, he was keeping bodies in his basement? I'm pretty sure he was not a real doctor. Oh, see, I thought he was. I think he just made that up. I think he was just a really smart serial killer, but, like, I, I want to know how he actually knew the decomp rate, because why would he bother fucking saying that if he didn't actually know the truth? So, spoilers, Edwin is a serial killer, just so yes. you guys know. And gals. I mean, I we're expecting that they watch the movie before listening to this. Or they don't give a shit. Or they don't give a shit. So, either Do way, for a, a for a 10-year-old no, movie. I don't. <laughs> but, I mean, I... It's not that accurate in real life i don't think but how many times have we seen serial killers portrayed as med students that dropped out or med students that succeeded like look at hannibal Lecter. yeah how often do we see like serial killers that have medical training that's fair maybe he was a coroner it could have been anything but i truly believe that he was uh at least a med student or doctor or something medical like some kind of someone with some medical knowledge that also happened to be a serial killer I i think it was both in my opinion but one thing I want to say that I really, really liked is I really like the scene where they're all talking about what what they're currently experiencing might be. And I love that the one guy says it could be hell. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a really, really cool sentiment. Like, they're all like, I was in war when this started happening. I'm like, yeah, so was I. And like, yeah. they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Royce is like, and we came here in parachute? Yeah. Like- <laughs> Last time I checked, you didn't need a parachute to get to hell. It's like, all right, Batman. <laughs> But no, like the uh, uh, what was he the the death squad guy? Um, I couldn't think of what he said he I was. Like the death squad guy? Yeah, he's um. What did he say he was? It wasn't not Mozambique? What did he say he was? He had a name for him, and I can't think of what what squad what terrible like the African fellow. Yeah, I can't think of what death squad he said he was part of. But like brutal, brutal people, and he was very like. Uh, like mystical in the sense that he like he believed in like he talked about <sighs> the way he talked about it made me think like hell like he says something about it being in hell and like them atoning for their sins I guess maybe I just inferred that <laughs> but anyway um, as they're plotting along and yes. they're catching glimpses of the predators in the trees mm. all I can think of was Archer when they're in South America and Cyril <laughs> disappears and Archer's like <laughs> and one is like, "Are you looking for predator?" And he's like, "Yes." Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of references to the original movie here, uh, and that was one of them. There's the scene where that fellow—you uh, said his name earlier, and I can't remember—he's looking up in a tree directly at the predator with some kind of weird bad juju, and he's the vaguely mystical one. Versus in 
the original Predator movie, Billy, who I think was supposed to be vaguely Native American, was also the vaguely mystical one. Because at one point, he's just staring into the trees, and I believe Schwarzenegger comes up and is like, what's got Billy so spooked? (laughs) They're like, no. And he walks up and touches him on the shoulder, and the guy's like... It's nothing, boss. Like, and they just keep on walking, but like he sees something in those trees, and it was a direct callback to that, um, which is nice. <laughs> uh... Which so is the um, the Yakuza's last stand in the field was I think a, a callback to the way that Billy meets his end in the original Predator. Yeah, Billy tried to yeah. fight him with a knife. I think same kind of thing. Only we didn't get to see it because they didn't have the budget for that. Mombasa is the Mombasa, and they're doing a lot of shooting. They in are the beginning of the movie. They They're making all the fucking noise. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Royce is like, we got to conserve ammo. Yeah. But nobody's aiming down the sights of their weapon. Yeah. They're all hip firing, trying to wing something. It's like, for starters, half of you brought an automatic weapon. <laughs> yeah, we were like, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 minutes into the movie. And I was like, I feel like basically all of them, except for maybe the Russian guy, would be out of ammo by now. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, I'd say the Russian guy would be out of ammo first. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I don't know how much backup he had on him. Yeah, that's like, I think it's right at the point whenever those weird dog things show up and they're all just, just spraying. And there's that part where the dog's just walking up to Olog. Oleg? Oleg. And he's just like, but that's his <laughs> Yeah. Literally just firing in an arc, like a six foot arc on either side of his creatures. Nikolai. Dude, fucking aim. I don't know how you aim with that. I, I don't. That, that's back to the whole minigun thing. I don't know if you do. I guess he was just like back and forth, but like, god damn. And there's so many parts in this movie where they're just. Like, even the sniper, like, they're not very good shots. Like, she pulls out her sidearm and she starts shooting. And, like, I'm not saying snipers are good with every weapon, but she's like the best of the best of the military. And she can't hit something that's ten yards away, or that's something that's like what four yards away, maybe with a pistol. Like, I'm not saying I could do that, but I'm also not like an expert sniper. <laughs> so yeah, that bothered me a lot. Like every time something happens, they just there's like whoa, and start <laughs> firing and hoping. Because uh, uh, they get to that camp, mm. and Royce uses them all as bait, which yes. ends up getting Mombasa killed. Yes. But he wanted to see what they were up against, and he sees the Predators, kind of. And this is where I had the thought, and I've often had, and that's that Predators are cowards. Because they have a shield that seemingly doesn't make them invincible, but deflects many projectiles. Yes. Makes them very difficult to see with the naked eye. Mm-hmm. And they have all this high-tech, like, this gun that's connected to their helmet that sits on their shoulder and, like, blades that are made of adamantium and... Vibranium. Yeah. Carbonadium. And, like, they think they're so tough and so cool for hunting all this stuff down, and it's like, but you're in no real danger. Like... Like, it's definitely not a fair fight. They don't... They're not on even playing... No. ...an even playing field at all. Like, they kidnap all of these people, put them in a like unfamiliar environment don't equip them with the same thing that things that they're equipped with and know where they're at from the beginning and just stalk them yeah like they know where they're gonna land so (laughs) well they might not actually they might not be the ones the ones hunting them might not be in charge of the ones dropping them might not Uh, be the same possible But on top of that, their vision is very poor. <laughs> they do. Creature cam or creature vision in these like types of shows or movies are always worse than actual vision. Yes. 
Like, I don't understand. They're supposed to be these highly involved creatures, and they take off their helmet, and you're like, what? Their eyes are set way back in their head. (laughs) And that vision's not very good. But then they have their helmet where they have, like, different vision modes, and, like, none of them are very good. Yeah. It's like watching the world through... What's that guy from Star Trek? Data. Data. Or no. um, No. Geordi LaForge. Geordi LaForge. It's like trying to see the world like he does. Yeah, I And he was a very competent member of the crew boar pig dog things that they have they domesticated yeah. those things they did domesticate them <laughs> <laughs> they reminded me of what's the um the first offensive class you can make in starcraft the zerg what are those little banelings things no they're not banelings the little things that run along i guess they're just oh, zerglings. zerglings yeah that's what they reminded me of like like running along the ground <laughs> like that's as soon as i saw it i was like oh, i bet that's what that's like for the terror i want you to construct <laughs> additional pylons <laughs> Um, is it stupid that I want one of those things? One of the spiky dog things? I mean, they're pretty Kinda. fucking cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, I, I see what you're saying. But I was just posing the thought that like they are... I don't really like the idea that they're so much more advanced than their prey. And you're right, like they have these weird weapons that like spin up and use some kind of a weird it's like a kinetic energy blast that's focused into like actual and i don't know how that works yeah but like they spin up and you have like sound that they make and they fire and like yeah so it does seem like it's a little bit of an unfair fight and they're trying to learn about their prey by using their own tactics which is something that happens whenever we see chio what did you say his name was danny trio cuchio cuchio we see his demise well we don't actually see it we just see him murdered and left out in a little grassy outcropping in the forest mm-hmm. and they go to walk up to it and they got these weird spiky trap things and the Mombasa says I know this like you make one man suffer you make him scream and call out for help and then wound or kill everyone who comes to help him like it's something that I do and you're like okay well they're using his own tactics so they are learning about their prey from their prey and then using those tactics against them but it did kind of seem like they were using the tactics from their current prey on their prey which didn't seem super effective because they knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, from definitely the second movie and from this one, it's hinted at that they've been hunting people for a long time. Yeah. The Yakuza guy finds a katana. I'm guessing, like, a real katana. Yeah. From the 1700s or something. And in the second movie, when Danny Glover kills the predator that he's after, mm-hmm. the rest show up. I think they collect the body. And one of the captain predators he grabs a flintlock pistol off a yeah, rack yeah. and hands it to him as a trophy and i'm like that was cool yeah right before he has to run away for his life before the engines burn him to death <laughs> yeah. as the ship takes off but like so long have it all for you. <laughs> um yeah they've been hunting people for a long time and have not really developed anything against that yeah i just so I'm torn because on the one hand, <laughs> on the one hand, I really like the idea of predators. Like I love that in the second movie, whenever Bill Paxton meets his demise from another sci-fi creature from the same universe, but that's a weird timeline. His, uh, I guess it's his partner, whoever she is, she's pregnant, and they're both firing at the predator as he's walking up to them, oh, yeah, and yeah, he yeah. disarms her and leaves her because he like he zooms in on her her uterus, I guess, and finds out that she's pregnant. Ew, I don't like, and, like that word. <laughs> He zooms in on her. Much better than penis. He zooms in on her baby balloon and realizes that there's a baby growing in there. Her bun in the oven. Yes, 
her oven and realizes there's a bun in there. <laughs> and he hears the heartbeat and he's like, whatever, I'll let her go because she's like growing another life. And I was like, okay, cool. So they have like some form of honor or decency where they realize like, okay, this isn't worth hunting, whatever. Snakes also do that though. So I don't know if it's really an honor thing. Snakes don't kill pregnant creatures? They, a lot of times they will not eat a pregnant rodent. Weird. I've had multiple friends have snakes and they're, uh, they, for some reason they won't eat a particular mouse and they're like, oh no, my snake's starving to death. And then like two weeks later it gives birth and they're like, oh. But then it'll happily eat the babies. <laughs> yeah. Probably. So. <laughs> Essentially. Okay. So maybe it's not honor, but I always thought it was and I thought that was cool. <laughs> Sorry. But there's a, there's a point in the first movie then where it doesn't kill the girl, the one high valued asset or whatever the hell she is. That they're supposed to be there to save. It doesn't kill her because I don't she's unarmed. Recall that at all. Um, in the first movie? Yeah. They're literally going to save. That's why they're called in. Their team is to rescue a high valued asset. And they find out that the asset is killed, but they're, they have this girl who's got inside information about whatever the cartel is that they're hunting or they're fighting. And they decide to bring her back and like use her as a spy against them by force. And that's why she's like being drug along with them for most of the movie. And it kills somebody in the crew as they're walking, but it doesn't kill her. And Schwarzenegger is kind of the rice, like rice, Reese. Reese. He does sort of the Reese thing, only it's a little bit more dumbed down. He's like, it didn't kill her because there's no sport. That's a terrible Schwarzenegger impression. Don't, <laughs> don't ever I, use that. I didn't realize you were doing Schwarzenegger. I was like, <laughs> was there somebody else with a really terrible accent in that movie? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I can't remember that at all. I, I don't know. Because I remember all of that movie. Yeah, he you literally. Everything. He, she like somebody says like, why didn't it kill her? Or she might even ask why didn't why didn't it kill me? And he's like, Oh, I do remember. You know, you know, you you didn't have a weapon. Like, there's no sport, and that's when they realize that it's hunting them for sport and for sport for funsies. <laughs> so um, anyway, on a side note, mm-hmm. if any of our listeners are hunters and want to send me deer jerky, you may mm-hmm. like a lot of it. I don't hunt. Because I am far too lazy. Yes. But I will eat the crap out of some deer jerky. <laughs> so go ahead and just email that to us and I will eat it. Thank you. Email the deer jerky. Yes. <laughs> Virtual jerky. I also like cracklings. So. <laughs> Virtue jerky. <laughs> For some reason that sounds really gross. It does sound really gross. <laughs> Say it again. Virtue jerky. <laughs> Virtue jerky. That'd be a great internet startup. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> It'll be whenever we have 3D food printers. <laughs> so, yes. Deer jerky. And also, uh, on a side, another side note. Mm-hmm. Uh, what started me down the path of my enjoyment of sci-fi horror was the first Predator movie. Oh, yeah, huh. I remember you saying that. I don't remember how old I was when I saw it for the first time. Old enough that it didn't mess me up mm. too much. But at the very end... When it throws him up against the wall and walks away and starts unhooking its hoses from the mask. Mm. And it pulls the mask off and you see its face and then it roars at him. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap, I love sci-fi horror. Yeah. And I had to go back and watch that after watching this movie to make sure I was comparing it right and I was. Just that scene? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That roar, that like, that's fucking cool. We can't do it. But we can't at all. <laughs> Let's just keep trying. <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's what got me started, uh, and that's why I'm sitting here today. So, oh, we gotta listen to the roar. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. There's like some alligator growling in there, and yeah. That's such a good roar. I'm sorry. Am I bothering you? You think uh, I'm over here just diddling on my phone? He was talking, I was. sir. So, real quick, just to jump he back. Was... Anyway. Just to jump back a little bit. <laughs> he was rambling. He was. <laughs> that, um... When they're all trying to figure out where the fuck they are and they don't know what's going on, and they, like, go over the top of that hill and they realize that they can see, like, three or four other planets on the skyline, and they're like, what the oh, fuck? Oh, yeah, that was, like, my favorite scene. That was cool. Just imagine for a second. Like, you're already in a situation you know is pretty fucked up. You know something's up, but you don't know what. And then you realize just the grandeur of how fucked you are when you come over the top of that cliff or that crest in the mountain and you see... The skyline has multiple planets that have no right being there. If you're it's on not Earth. the p- only planet you've ever been on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh darn. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to say that that scene was really cool and like, goddamn, that would be terrifying. Yeah, it really, really would be. And, and it's been know. morning for like <laughs> thirty-six hours on this planet. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like being in Detroit. <laughs> Are confused. If you're just tuning in and you haven't listened to any of our other podcasts, <laughs> yes. good luck figuring you have that one. No out. idea what the fuck we're talking about. We have a hard on for Detroit, so. <laughs> but I wanted to say I love the literary reference that Royce mentions. Um, he says the line from Hemingway about hunting man, and he says to her, I think it's before that. It's just before, or just after. He says that. Um, he says. The only difference between you and me is that you tell yourself you kill for a country so you don't have to admit you like it. And I don't know why I just really like that line because like all these people are professional killers and they do it well. And I don't know. The line just kind of stuck with me and I thought it was kind of cool. I don't think Hemingway is a good author to emulate though. Or to... (laughs) I don't think he was emulating him. I think he was just... Well, you know what I mean. (laughs) I don't know what you mean. Have you read Hemingway? I have not. Read Hemingway. I know that quote, but that's it. Tell me you don't have thoughts about just never reading anything again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know he's hailed as like one, this great author and and like a literary genius. And in my personal opinion, he isn't. He is a drunk, depressing loser who wrote just absolute tosh. Like you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I don't like. Any of his books. None of them. And I don't think he ever said anything that I was like, oh, that speaks to me. I'm like, mm, no, it's just depressing bullshit is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so, there's that. Shocking revelation. Which, I'll at some point, I will try to read some Hemingway and I will let you know if I feel I agree with you or not. Okay. But... You'll- Get three pages into it. I might. I will literally never pick up a Hemingway book because I don't pick up books anymore. <laughs> Only to move them to a different spot. Yeah, and then or to buy them so that I can hoard more of them. Heaven that I forbid never we read. get rid of the books we don't read. <laughs> we got rid of like twenty of them. And I'm not saying that facetiously against my other half. I'm saying that period. Like I do it too. Like I buy books because Excuse I want to have your them. other third. I'm sorry. I don't say other that fourth. about my. <laughs> Fifth. Wait, who's the fourth? The babies. Oh. So other fifth. <laughs> well, that's... I, yeah, I thought you guys were... Max came first. <laughs> you thought that we had a third or a, a fourth person that we weren't sharing with you? I thought you did, and... <laughs> <laughs> I was very upset for a minute. We are 
not in a polyamorous relationship. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, but I just want to make it very clear. It's an emotional thing. I don't it want is. it to be clear. I wanted it to be ambiguous so people could figure it out themselves. Well, then I'll de- delete. I'll, I'll <laughs> delete that out. But getting back to the movie, I did really like the scene where they decide that they're going to have the predators, I guess, confront them because they realized that, like. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't understand that part of the movie. So they're like... (laughs) Because they're like, we're going to make them think we're holing up. Yeah. So they'll come to us. And then they fucking hole up. And let them come to them. Like... (laughs) So here's what we're going to do. Wait, after they find Lawrence Fishburne? No, before that. Oh. Um... So they're like, (laughs) we're going to... We're going to confuse them by doing exactly what we're going to do. And we're actually doing it. Yeah. What the fuck? I didn't make any sense. Why don't I remember this part of the movie? So... Royce, after they're like, you let that man die. And he's like, well, what did we learn from it? We learned this and we learned that. And like, he's like, this is the strategy we're going to use because they're all mad at him for doing this thing. But then they're all like, all right, what are we doing now? And he's like, here's what we're doing. And his strategy is that they're going to, they're going to make the predators think that they're holding up so that they come in to kill them. And then they just hold up. So that the predators come in to kill them. Like, I don't understand why he made it seem like there was going to be some kind of ruse. A ruse? Ruse. 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 Mulan ruse. A ruse. <laughs> So they're in there, they're in their little, like, they're dug in or whatever, and they're ready, and this thing, they see it, like, like shooting past the scopes and stuff, and it's super quick. And they're like, well, how are we going to get it to come in? And it turns out that they send out the, the loser that they don't think belongs with them, and it turns out to be some other creature that the predators are also hunting, some weird little bug creature it thing. It came out of the box. They have cockroaches crawling on them. Excuse me. It's some kind of, <laughs> yeah, of, like, giant bug thing. With cockroaches from Earth. Yeah, I don't on it. get that part. Maybe they were just similar. Space cockroaches. Space cockroaches. <laughs> Space roaches. Stupid name I call it. Spruches. Not spruches. Space roach. That's my new band name. Space roach. So, sounds like a weed reference. It does. It really does. <laughs> but like, I just I, picture like an astronaut flying through space with like a giant... <laughs> what, what's the vernacular for a joint? He's a roach, isn't it? Isn't, oh, that, oh, what, ro- ro- roach, yeah. isn't that a smoked joint is a roach? We are heavy drug users, as you can, I'm sure, tell. I'm not. <laughs> is it a roach? How do you shoot a weed? I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to do any drugs. <laughs> I don't if it comes in pill form, I think I can figure that out. But <laughs> Wait, do you crush it and snort it, or do you just swallow it? Oh, now I don't know. <laughs> I thought you boiled it. I can't it. even take Tylenol now. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> it comes in a powder. You put it in water, but you make sure it's two parts water to one part powder. And I've realized over the course of my life, certain people, like co-workers, say, they'll lean over to me and be like, do you smoke? And I'm sitting there with a cigarette in my hand, and I'm like, yeah, I do. And then I realized later on they were asking me if I smoked weed. Whoops. You need a different word for that. <laughs> you can't be like, do you smoke? I'm like, yeah, I smoke like okay, two but packs if you're a day. being sneaky as fuck, then, I mean... Like, do you... Do you drive in underground illegal racing? Do you drive? <laughs> right. Yeah, I do. To work I mean, but, like, every day. If you say it in that tone, it has a different connotation to it. I'm going to start asking normal questions with a different <laughs> tone now. Like, do you guys have coffee? Yeah. <laughs> do you eat dinner? <laughs> All right, new trend, guys. See how many people you can make feel uncomfortable. Do you have coffee? If you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, so where were anyway, we at here? 
So oh I yeah, they have the ambush. They have this ambush with this creature, and they think it's the predator, and it's not. And I like that. Like I really like that there are other creatures that are on this island besides humans. And I really wish that the movie was had more time to explore that because I like that they're not the only prey. Like I just think that that's really cool. And they could be on an, an island where they're being hunted by other environmental factors, like other prey. But that prey is trying to survive and doesn't understand that they're just as much as the humans think that they're hunting the thing that's hunting them, hunting this bug. It might think that about them. What are you saying? <laughs> okay, so you've got you've got the A team with the guns, then you got the B team that's the bug. So like they're all hold hunting up. the hunters and the bug. How do you know if the hunter's it. hunting you or if you're hunting know. the hunted? But I like that scene. I thought it was. I just I like the idea that there's multiple types of prey. And it makes you wonder what other types of creatures are waiting around on that Sorry. giant planet. Um, to I'm be. kitty. Yes, I am so sorry. Snorting some powder over there. <laughs> so anyway. I snorted BC powder once because people told me that would be more effective. And it hurt like hell. Yeah. And they're like, I thought you snorted before. I'm like, I don't do drugs. <laughs> ever. Uh, I had no idea it was going to hurt this bad. <laughs> They'll come for their pound of flesh. So, where the fuck were we? <laughs> now they meet the crazy guy, but Nolan. They find all the cool stuff in there, and he finds that fucking cool katana. Which I'm not—I don't even care about the logistics of that not actually still being a real physical object if it'd been there for that long in a jungle environment. Like that thing would be rusted as fuck. It was inside the spaceship, <laughs> or well, whatever they were in. It was a drill. It was an old drill that drills dead. Power source ain't so. <laughs> I guess that means that it's it's blocked off from, like, humidity, but it seemed pretty rusted inside. I also want to talk about the range on Lawrence Fishburne. I mm. mean, we know that, obviously, but he does so good at being crazy in this movie. He was pretty good at crazy. He so does. good. He's talking to um, other Lawrence Fishburne. Yes, mm-hmm. who doesn't actually exist, <laughs> or only exists in his brain, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> But it's actually, he's not in the movie for very long. He's really not. Because he takes them back to his little hidey hole. And he's like, here's food, I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. And, and tells them, like, information that they should know. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're going to steal the ship. And he's like, that never occurred to me. And I can't tell if he was joking or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed kind of sarcastic, but also not at the same time. <laughs> that is clever. <laughs> but yeah, then three hours later... <laughs> He's trying to smoke them to death <laughs> to steal their stuff. Through a really impractical means, I feel. Like, he's trying to waft smoke in through a grate. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he was, like, watching Winnie the Pooh whenever he's trying to get the bees away from shit. Like... <laughs> yeah. It's... Yeah, it didn't seem as effective as he thought it was going to be. And why would you not wear your armor if you were going to be trying to murder these people and, like, potential... I don't know. So there's a lot, of, a lot wrong with that. And that's why I asked about the explosives, because... Royce, to get them out of that situation, just fires something out of his gun, and it's more, it's a bigger explosion, has more impact than just a shotgun round, and they're like, it didn't open anything up, and he's like, no, I'm calling in the cavalry. So you're going to call in the things that are hunting you and actively trying to kill you to get you away from a crazy dude trying to smoke you out. Like, Which they could have shot through the same grate that he was smoking them with. <laughs> That's the solution you have. Yeah. And he also runs away as soon as they see him. So he's not actively <laughs> blowing smoke at them anymore. 
<laughs> like he's like, oh no, they know. Say goodbye to your friend. And he's like, <laughs> he's out of there. <laughs> so really like, does. the smoke is now going upwards and not into your grate anymore. It's like, yeah, that's just logistically doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And his his thinking in the matter is he's going to bring these death monsters that are actively trying to murder them in to save them. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> Yuck, 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 yuck. And they do just that. They come in and they murder everyone. Yep. Yeah, who do they start well, with? Well, they start with Nolan. Of course. And and then I think Nikolai gets it next. Nikolai gets mm. himself, technically. Well, technically. Yeah. And then they get Walton. Who stole the laser-proof armor. Yeah. Yeah, he goes out like a badass. And, and now hang on now. He, he doesn't, does mm. he? He jumps on its back and starts stabbing it in the throat. He starts shanking it in yeah. the chest. I thought it was like more like the throat area, but I guess maybe I was wrong. But you would think that their physiology is close enough to humans that he would go for a vital point. I don't. I don't know. I was just saying. I would. I would <laughs> think he would. You know. But it, it shoots him with its laser thing, and it bounces off his armor, kind of. But then it reaches into yeah. his back and rips out his spine and his skull. How did it do that through the I vest? Know. I don't know. I want to know that, too. It was probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie, but it was completely unrealistic and unnecessary. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, I thought that, too. Like, all of a sudden, his arm is just not there anymore. So, Or it's so powerful that it reaches through and rips his spine out. I don't... And, okay, listeners, maybe I'm, I'm missing something, but I'm super confused by this movie. Like, up until this point, we've had four different movies that incorporated Predators. Or three. No, four. Because we've had we've had the first Predator, Predator 2, AVP, which I don't recommend, AVP Requiem, which is actually a pretty, pretty good movie. And now this movie. So this is the fifth time we've seen Predators on screen. We've established that the Predators are these highly advanced hunting creatures. And this time we bring in that there's other bigger ones and there's a blood feud but they come in threes, and was I not mistaken that there are two smaller predators hunting with the bigger predator? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why are they fighting with each other? Why does They're it also reasons? reptilian. Apparently. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wait, why are they reptilian? When did that come in? I don't know, they have scales. Oh. oh, okay. Sure. Why not? Do they lay eggs? I just, uh... I don't get the blood feud thing. Like, I don't understand why that was necessary. Like, to add a little bit of extra drama for, like, a few seconds? Like, I... Which is all it did. Yeah. Like, I just feel like that was something the, the lore didn't really need to be added to it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I did not like the most recent Predator movie, 2018, because it did just that. It added way, way too fucking much to was lore. Was that a chick Predator? No. Is I that mean, the one where it's killing high school kids or something? No. There was a kid in it. Because um, just from what the pictures I saw of that one, it looked like that Predator had boob cups. Mm, I think I that might have been one so. of the AVPs, actually. I'm not going to watch it because it had one star from everybody that watched it. <sighs> okay, so I, I usually don't agree with that stuff, but that's pretty overwhelming. The guy who directed it, his name is Shane Black, and he was actually in the original Predator movie, which is kind of fun. Who is he? He was um, the radio operator. I think he's the first one that dies. The guy with the glasses. Oh. He gets pulled away, and like they're the ones that he comes back to steal his body later. I hope he didn't tell himself, like, oh, I'm going to remake this movie and it's going to make me famous again. Um, no, actually, he directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. No shit. Yeah. That was actually a great movie. Yeah. So I take it back. So he's I take a, it back. He's Shane a, Black. 
He's a great director. I love Kiss Kiss Bang just Bang. Just not in this genre. Because it has a lot of that same humor in it. Like, it's really funny and the characters are great. But the movie's just bad. Like, it's just bad. And if you're a budding director out there and you get your hands on a franchise that's established and cool, the last thing... Don't the, the get last, your hands. <laughs> the last thing the fans want is for you to be like, you know what would be really cool? Is if we made the Force actually come from bacteria. You know what would be really cool? If we made Predators... Is that what happened in the new Star Wars movies? Yes. Did you miss that? I don't watch the new ones. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad I didn't, but now I know that. And Okay, all I'm finding is art concept for female Predators. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it and, comes from bacteria. And here's the kicker for the new Predator movie. The Predators aren't some alien race. They're actually humans that are highly evolved, and they hunt people so that they can take bits and pieces of DNA from the most valued specimens, the best of the best of their breed, and add it to their own DNA so they can make themselves Are you better. making this up? No. No. This is Shane Black. This is Shane Black's Predator. Fuck off with that bullshit. Like, nobody wants that shit. Nobody. Maybe some people do. And literally... New people who are making new Indiana Jones, new Jurassic Park... New Star Wars, <laughs> you are just ruining everything. It was just everything bad. It was just bad. Like we don't and Prometheus. Like come on. Like we don't need this shit explained. Like I'm sorry. I'm I'm getting off topic and I'm getting mad because I'm a nerd and I'm sorry. But like just leave this shit alone. So that's why. Like like you have a movie like Predator. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You will never do that again. Mm-mm. Ever. You're in a movie like Jurassic Park? Guess what? You will never do it again. Never. Stop trying. I mean, people are still paying money for it. That's the thing. That's the thing, I guess. But that's why I like this movie so much. Because this is the last time that I think we'll ever see bits and pieces of the original Predator magic and fun. Lucky Number Slevin was a great movie. Mm -hmm. You will never do it again. You will never see a Kansas... Not that there's ever been talk about it, but don't even try it. <laughs> lucky, be number. Like, lucky number 11, 2. Lucky 2, 7. Like, <laughs> I could write a script for that. Good. Kansas City Shuffle. God. Can't do it again. Anyway, I'm sorry. That was my tangent. And also, the predator that crash lands on Earth that the kid fucking steals the helmet from or he ships or what the fuck ever happens in that movie is bringing the humans a suit to fight the predators... And that, like, the end of the movie, the guy gets, like, the advanced predator suit thing that fits to him, like, the fucking Giver. Like, fuck off. Like, <laughs> fuck that movie. Like, I had such high hopes, and I'm sorry, Shane Black, but, like, fuck that movie. So, anyway, I really like this movie. <laughs> because it's not that. I have another complaint. Okay. I don't know what Edwin was trying to do with the flares. Oh, I don't fucking know. And also, they were very, very short-lived flares. They really were. And they were blue. They were, were blue. They blue. Absolutely useless gesture. Yeah. Um, I would like to say that they're, like, old and they're not working right, but they wouldn't have worked at all then. So, I don't really know. I don't know. The samurai scene was cool. Cheesy, but very cool. Where he stops with the katana in the middle yeah. of the field. and Yeah. Yeah. And they made him look kind of haggard. Like, he, he takes off and he's got these fucking awesome tattoos. This is the point in the sci-fi movie where I always feel like it should be over. Like, and there's still another 25 minutes left. <laughs> and I don't know why. Like, they just always go a little too long yeah. for me. Um, so, yeah, then they devise some sort of not plan, and it gets foiled by Edwin getting caught in the not bear trap. Bear trap. 
basically. Mm-hmm. The human trap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Royce takes off without Isabel, and mm. she's like, Edwin. "I won't leave Edwin behind." To and Royce is like, "I'm out of here." Bye. To release the predator that he hopes will help him. That is part of this blood feud that I don't understand. In the camp, right before Mombasa got killed, there was a, another predator strapped to like a pylon. Yeah. And he, Royce's theory is he'll free this one and get it to fly him back to Earth. Yes. In the spaceship. Surely it will help him. And it did. How does he free it, Max? I'm, I'm confused. He swings a machete at the chains. Right. The chains that are made by highly advanced alien creatures to hold one of said alien creatures. Yes. Okay. And is he's able to cut through it with a machete. Yep. And just out of curiosity, would you be able to cut chains made by humans of our own current technology with a machete? I'm going to say not. Okay. All right. Just wanted to see. Unless it was like... Rusty as fuck. And all that. And like the machete was made of um, tungsten, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what we're saying here is that Royce is actually a god. I think he might be Thor. <laughs> because later on he has like a... movie I didn't care for. He has like a hammer thing later on. I don't know why. It's like... It's the weird survival climbing pick hammer thing that they have in like certain shows and movies <laughs> i don't know i don't fucking know don't probably no actual survival climber ever has bought yeah ever but like ever. it's what you use for climbing and also tapping in pitons <laughs> which Piton. is that's a fun word it's a fun word pitons Piton. let me hit some pitons in so i can get to my pecan pie i, I keep pitons on my futon <laughs> sorry everyone <laughs> They're not sorry. <laughs> We're not sorry. They, I don't know why they apologize. <laughs> so, yeah. Just want to say again, fucking cool showdown scene where they have that, like, samurai trope where they both slash the last minute and they both die. Oh, we're going back there? Uh, we have to, because we didn't talk about it. Okay. It was fucking cool. Also, real quick shout out to the fact that they're like, you can speak English? And he's like, yes. I'm like, why don't you talk more? And he's like, because I was told I talk too much. He doesn't even say that. He just says, because I talk too much. Yeah. He held up his hands. Which is missing two fingers. Which, you guys need to watch The Outsider. That's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've heard that it's good. You'll see some cool tattoos, Yakuza tattoos that I'd like to get. I'm on board. If I'm allowed to. Um, Since I'm not Asian or part of the Yakuza. (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't get them. (laughs) Well, well, but they're not necessarily Yakuza (laughs) tattoos, I don't think. It's just really cool, like, scale, like, fish, waterfall dragons. Um. But anyway, also, he um, um, members of the gang are missing some fingers sometimes. Yeah. Out of repentance. Yes. I think it's for repenting for bad decisions or... If they mess up and the boss is like... Mm, like yeah. They're like... Mm-hmm. So yeah. Really, really fucking cool scene from kind of a cheesy but cool character. And yeah, then we just... Edwin shows his true colors and there's some murdering and killing and he's all... F- like, he's fucking crazy. Like, okay, so here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. I would watch a background movie on Edwin. I would not. <laughs> I Fuck that. I would watch a background movie on how that katana got on that island. Or that planet. Oh, I don't care about that. I watch, would fucking but, watch the shit out of it. Could you like, imagine Kingdom, but instead of zombies, it's predators? No. Just one predator, actually. <laughs> just the one predator, actually. <laughs> I, I just want to know... I don't know. I like serial killers, so... Just watch Joker. I just want to know shit about... But he's not that kind of crazy. Uh, he's a different kind of crazy. Uh, um, watch Dexter. But before Edwin 
stabs Isabella with his scalpel with the paralysis. He venom. cuts her gently. He doesn't <laughs> stab her with. You can't <laughs> cut somebody gently. Well, she barely bleeds. Well, she does bleed. Does that make it better? <laughs> it's gentle. <laughs> but before that, um, Tough Face cuts down that predator, and the predator's like programs the ship to take him back to Earth. So he runs and gets on the ship. And then that predator fights the big predator and does not have his day. Yeah, for reasons. <laughs> gets his head cut off by the other predator. Yeah. And it was quite depressing. Yeah, it wasn't... The like, predator sees the ship taking off and it's like, blah, and blows up the ship. Oh, fuck. And I'm like, oh shit, Royce is dead. Spoiler alert, he wasn't. Mm, yeah. I really thought he was, though, and I'm like, that was cool. (laughs) Like, I guess they have, like, a mini black hole contained in their arm guards, because where the fuck does that blade come from? It's the same problem I have with Deadpool. You have a problem with Deadpool? Okay, it's the same reason, it's the same problem I had with the shitty version of Deadpool that they had in the X-Men's origin movie. we're not talking about that version, because it wasn't good. Okay, so, we'll (laughs) just strike that from the record. In this movie, they have an arm blade that comes out of, like, their arm guard, their bracer, that's, like, probably a two and a half feet long, three feet long. But it retracts back into the blade of their or into their arm guard, which is like maybe a foot long. Where the fuck does that blade go? Or is it like in multi sections and like it snaps together when it like I don't know. I'm sorry that I'm analyzing that too much, but like what the fuck? Why don't you ask Skip Black or whatever his name is? Skip Black. <laughs> I will ask Shane Black okay. next time I'm having dinner with him. <laughs> or Nimrod. Or Nimrod. Nimrod. But at least in like the A V Pooh movies. A.V. Pooh movies, <laughs> which is now what they will forever be referred to as. At least in those movies, you saw like the tips of the blade when they retracted into their arm because like it made sense. But anyway, um, so yeah, that predator fight was stupid, and I don't understand why the blood feud thing had to come in. And it's just further elaborated on in the next movie, and I fucking hate that. So fucking get over that shit, I guess. I guess. I guess. I guess. God. Piton. Oh, piton, yes. Piton's my new happy place word. Piton. <laughs> piton. I miss my old piton. <laughs> that was a good couch bed. I helped you move that thing like four times. You did. And then you sold it. And then I sold it. Which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, things. Firing Stone a gun things. while mostly paralyzed would be fucking hard. It would be hard. And I do appreciate the way that they made it seem so difficult. We're skipping ahead, though. What so, are we skipping? <laughs> uh, when... Um, Mm, when uh, mm, Edwin got hurt in the bear trap, mm. uh, Royce was like, let's just booby trap his body, his living body. Mm. <laughs> so when the predators come to take uh, trophies, it'll blow them up. And she's like, no, we're not doing that because Edwin's a person. Because Edwin's a person. Yeah. And he, it turns out he's a murderer and he's going to murder Isabella. But Royce comes back and... Has another super cheesy line. Mm. And like, Edwin's, like, he's trying to treat Isabella and she can't talk and tell him that Edwin's bad. And Edwin's behind him with his scalpel. And he's like, I forget what he says. And he goes to stab Royce, but Royce catches his arm and Royce is like, yeah, but I'm quick. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> See, I actually, I kind of like that line. He says, turns out you are a good man. Like, like proving us all wrong, you're a good man. And he's like, no, I'm not. And he catches his arm and stabs him. He's like, but I'm fast. And like, uh, but I'm fast. I'm fast. I'm very fast. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and so then he drags Edwin back into the camp and 
booby traps the heck out of him. Does exactly what he said he was going to do. And the Predator comes back and stabs Edmund through the back with his two blades and then turns him over and there's like seven pineapple grenades stuck to his front. Which apparently don't fragment the way that they're supposed to and shoot shrapnel into its chest, which was like a foot away from, but whatever. They vaguely daze the Predator. (laughs) Yeah, they inconvenience him slightly. (laughs) And he didn't have his shield up. I also love that, like, he tests to see if the guy's still alive by stabbing through his spine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was. He was. And then we have Royce's impossibly set up ambush fire traps, which <laughs> was a really fucking risky move for him to set that up. Because, like, where the fuck was the Predator while he was doing that? I don't In the know. camp that they were just fighting at a couple minutes before. Like, what the fuck? Oh, and by the way, if you want to beat a predator, just put up a bunch of bright lights. That's all you have to do. It won't yeah. be able to see anything. <laughs> Although I did kind of like the part where he listened for his heartbeat. I mean, I guess. Trying to use some of its highly advanced weaponry would seem to be a hindrance anyway. <laughs> like, it's like, let me use these cool like visions, and it's like cycling through, and you're like, none of them look any better than what I can see now. And I need to wear glasses. I don't have great vision. And I, I propose that I can see better than a predator. Mm-hmm. pretty much in any one of its visions even when it's using a spectrum that's something it's looking at as highlighted because it's only that one thing that's highlighted and then you'll walk into a fucking tree <laughs> because that's not highlighted so yeah and then he hits it with a hammer a couple times but this is another, yeah he does his hammer axe Smash it with a hammer. Uh, but that's also one thing that bothered me is because like predators in nature generally speaking have very keen eyesight they're, yeah they have to especially mammalian predators Especially aviar, avian, avian predators. Yeah, very much. Falcons so. have incredible vision. Like their their vision is so good that at least in America, we have a saying where I thought you just meant American falcons, and I was like, at least in America, what the fuck kind of patriotic bullshit are you on now? I mean, the falcon Sorry. is our national bird. Continue. No, is it? No, I said it. Whatever. Fuck you. I know, it's the falcon eagle. It's actually the dodo. Thunder cougar falcon bird. <laughs> but, like, we literally say hawk eyes or eyes like a hawk. Who says that? Eyes like a hawk, people say. People say, yeah. Nobody said eyes like a hawk in a thousand years. My I've heard it. parents do. People say that all the time. Do you think they don't say that in, like, Germany or something? They might. I don't know. That's why I said at least in America. I've never been to Germany. Algen mit Hagen. That's not right, but... <laughs> <laughs> Who's they going to ask Algen themselves right. That's the word for eyes, but I don't know about the rest. Uh, anyway, the point is that... What were you just saying about people who said things in a different language that didn't completely speak? <laughs> no, I said they don't speak. I do speak a little German. <laughs> Sorry. <give me> a <laughs> so predators are just... We have a saying in America. Eyes like a hawk. Hawkeye, who might be one of the lamest comic book characters in the world. He is very cool. No, he isn't. Alright, Hawkeye might not be that cool, but later on when he gets all pissed off and becomes Ronan and starts killing people, he's pretty fucking cool. Okay, but let's also talk about the fact that if you were a superhero, you would probably be Hawkeye. Me? Yeah. Are there any, like, (laughs) heavier set superheroes? Because that's probably the one I would be. (laughs) (sighs) The Predators are not... They are supposed to be really highly advanced and a perfect killing machine but they don't seem that great at it when you really 
look at them from a technical perspective. Their vision is shit, with and without their helmet. Their guns don't seem to be that effective because they miss constantly throughout this movie. You would think by people who are just fashion themselves glasses. Like (laughs) people run in a gentle arc and it misses them. Like like pew pew pew. Like you see the energy blasts hitting like feet behind them, and you're like, couldn't you just shoot where they're gonna be? Like. But yeah, so he hits him with a hammer a couple of times and then cuts his head off, and also covers himself in mud, which doesn't work. Don't don't do that. It doesn't work when you're up against predators. Apparently, sorry. I mean, they don't have mud vision. <laughs> they can't see through mud. <laughs> their only weakness, aside from their terrible eyes, which they're obscured by what covers thirty three percent of the earth. <laughs> even even if if that worked, which it doesn't at all. Even if it worked. In the first movie, he fucking slathers himself with mud. In this movie, he just gently rubs some on him. (laughs) Puts a little bit on his nipples. Wasn't there a point where they saw, like, heated footprints walking through mud? Like, wouldn't that... Yeah, I don't, fuck that all up. Like I don't know what that vision was supposed know. to be. I don't know if that was supposed to be heat or if he was seeing a difference in depth or what the I don't, muddy footprint vision. I don't know. They've got a vision for everything. I would have liked it much better if Royce had taken like a giant palm leaf and like just stood there behind it, <laughs> and the predator being like, "Is that a leaf? I think that's a leaf. <laughs> it's just a leaf." Also, I mean. God, imagine how many visions you have, and if you miss the one you're looking for, like, oh, fuck, I gotta cycle through again. Like, I wanted the one that shows me footprints, and I got the one that shows me birds. They have political vision, which shows people in red or blue. They have... They have illegal alien vision, and also alien vision. <laughs> yes. Very different. Uh, okay. So, yeah. The end of the movie is kind of ambiguous. They just see some, some more crates falling that could could be a really cool like they could find other creatures who knows all kinds of crazy menagerie of beasts from other worlds but we'll never get to see that and we get completely to see out of ammo i want to see her. a movie about predators just going about their daily lives when they're not hunting shit like do they sit around drinking tea talking about all the shit that they've killed if you had watched rick and morty <laughs> <laughs> you'd know what i would compare them to and there is i believe that's what they're supposed to be but yeah. um when Morty's parents are separated for that brief time. Uh, I forget the dad's name. Oh my gosh. It's been so long since I've watched it. Mm. But he's dating an alien chick that he found on one of Rick's apps. That he found? (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) she's like, tomorrow we will go on a hunt. You know? And like, it's all about the hunt. They hunt. They're going to go on a hunt. And they go on the hunt. And she's like, we had a great hunt. We're going to celebrate tonight with a hunt. (laughs) That's what I picture Predators being like. Yeah. Dude, I was on this hunt last week. It was awesome. You should come on a hunt with me next time. Where are you hunting? I, I can't go tomorrow because I have a hunt. No. <laughs> yeah. So, stop fucking with the Predator lore. I mean, I guess at this point it's already fucked. So, I guess just stop. I'm not excited about Predator movies anymore. Which I don't know that there are any in the works. I believe your exact words last week were that you hope I like it. Yeah, because this is the last time that there's a Predator movie that has, like... This is like if you made a cup of tea from a from a tea bag. Shh. It's an analogy, guys. <laughs> this would, this movie is sort of like if you make a cup of tea from a tea bag that somebody else has already made tea from. 
it's probably going to be okay, and you'll get some flavor from the original tea bag, but most of it's going to be gone. But there'll be a couple of sips you'll be like, this is pretty good. But the rest of it's kind of like, Meh, all right. There's a couple, <laughs> some of those sips are going to be really good. But overall, it's just kind of a weak cup of tea. Okay. And I really like this movie because there are points in this movie where I'm like, yes, I remember why I loved the original Predator so much. But then there's other parts of the movie that are just not that great. I felt like it lacked some of that original predatorness, but it had some. Some. It had some fun stuff. But like when those two predators are fighting, like we never got the the cool roar. No, we never really get that. I don't think in this movie at all. And one thing I did like about AVP was like when he when that one predator is fighting the one alien, and it's very like bombastic and in your face. Yeah. Like very crunchy and bassy, and like you just didn't have that. Yeah, I could have done without the Predator fight and the whole blood feud thing entirely. I think it served very little purpose. And I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. So. So. That's um, the end of the movie. That is the end of the movie. Um, Thank God. <laughs> the, I would just... I would fucking watch the movie with that Yakuza coming running out of the woods to murder everything that hits the ground. Yeah! <laughs> shink, shink, shink. <laughs> But anyway, um, I'm going to jump right into it and say that this movie, I still enjoy it. I still think it's a great ride. And it's one of those movies, like The Mummy, where I'm willing to forgive all the stupid shit. Even though The Mummy's higher on the list for me than this movie is. But I'm willing to forgive the stupid shit because I like this movie and it's a good time. And while I'm watching it, I don't think about that stuff. So my favorite part of this movie, I think, was probably whenever Hanzo, Mm -hmm. the... Asian fellow mm-hmm. has that quippy bit with Edwin about his fingers. Uh, okay. Mine is okay. a showdown. Okay. I mean, it's fucking cool. The Shogun showdown. Yes. <laughs> so you get mad at me for switching it up, but you don't get mad at Max for taking 600 years to figure out what his favorite part is. I cut uh, that out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this can all be nipped. Uh, Sometimes hmm. I leave it, but... <laughs> I, I'm really not sure. Um, probably when Isabella shoots the other alien that's not a predator. That's it. Whatever it is. Some kind of weird cicada-looking thing. Yeah. Bipedal cicada. Fucking weird. Um, least favorite part. My least favorite part. Probably... Jeez, can you hurry up? Seriously. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you. Um... I think how short Lawrence Fishburne was in the movie. I would have liked to have seen more of him in this movie because he was funny. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen him hold his own a little bit more against the Predator. Like he kind of like said he killed three of them. Yeah, two, two or maybe three. Maybe three. It like kind of caught him with his pants down, where he's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you," and he's like, "Boom," and he's done. <laughs> I <Bad> touch. <laughs> I would watch. An origin story of how he ended up on that planet. I know that we're pretending that uh, Event Horizon is, but, oh, but it you're is just though. as bad as all these other directors that want to make all this shit. Yeah, but but I let's make an it. origin story. What if the Predators just cherry picked Gene? I'm not going to go back into it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, that's my least favorite. No, it's not. Um, this movie specifically, the aim and the ammo conservation of this crack military and death squad team that doesn't seem to have even the faintest inkling of situational awareness when it comes to their ammo and fucking aiming at their target 
Like Royce is just like whenever he surprises them in that camp, he just immediately starts like and he's just fucking laying into this wall that this shot maybe came from. Yeah. And like just hoping. So yeah. I hated that they didn't actually seem like they were all that professional when it came to shooting things. My least favorite part was how long Danny Trejo was in the movie. Mm, that was, he yeah. was the first one that got killed. It was criminally Which is short. an interesting choice, I think. Why? To have him killed first. Uh, well, he was. I don't know. I just think it was an interesting choice. Like, he, I guess maybe because I expected him to last longer. I don't know. It was a dumb choice because he just makes everything better. Mm. Always. I would have preferred it if Stans had been killed first. <laughs> well, um, and all right. Then we don't the have, scariest do we have to go part. Do you have a scary part? Not no. really. There really isn't anything in this movie that's scary. So let's skip it. Yeah. Okay, bye. Sorry, guys. It's not not that kind of movie. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but blame Max. He started this. I. What's that? You picked the mummy. You, you opened. Sure did fucking pick the mummy, didn't you? You opened us to action horror. And not just horror movies. So, I don't if, even care. If you guys are mad at me about picking... We did the same thing with The Mummy. None of us picked a scary part. Nice. Oh, that's not true. No, nah, whatever. I don't even care. We did. I don't even care. I don't even care anymore. I don't care. I'll then go away! <laughs> I think I live here now. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Alright. Um, overall rating. Am I allowed to do this now, Kitty? Kitty, can I do this now? Is it okay if I do it with my rating now, Kitty? Six out of ten. Ooh. <laughs> That, that was Max. Six out of ten. When you're taunting people, you don't get to go first. Seven out of ten. How many out of ten? Seven out of ten. <laughs> Seven out of ten. And that's your overall rating for the movie? Is Victor's overall rating for the movie. <laughs> the voice of Richard Kiley. Spared no expense. Spared no expense. <laughs> Except uh, for all the expenses. <laughs> like fences. Yeah. <laughs> gonna give it a five overall rating yeah. yeah there's no reason to rate it with anything else really i mean to give it a scary rating I mean, it had some cool guns some yeah. decent action yeah. so that was our rambling awesome off-topic review of predator and kind of our review of the original predator a little bit of our review of predator 2 and, and avp and just avp not requiem because i believe i'm the only one who's seen that movie and it's actually pretty good Actually, in my opinion, in my review of Predators or Predator, which woefully underwhelming. What? Predator, like. What do you mean underwhelming? The new Predator, uh-huh. like the 2018 movie. You're like, like no. I'm That's sorry, guys. What got me started on this? I don't like Olivia Munn. I have not liked Olivia Munn ever. Like, I'm sure she's great at whatever she does she seemed like she was really into the role for whatever she was doing in those movies but i don't like her the first predator did have scary moments it did it did you hear that velociraptor noise that, that noise yeah where he's, yeah clicking like in the woods and you know he's there over here actually that was the second predator movie that, that happened i think i think wasn't one of them like help me or was that just this one that was just this one. But no, that isn't that movie. Because the one guy's like... Oh, what's his name? He's like Jesse Ventura's bro. And he, like, he kind of goes, he goes a little crazy. And he's like, up there in the tree. And he like points to it. Yeah. And you see it. And he's like, I do. I see it. And then that's when uh, Reading Rainbow... Reading Rainbow? Reading Rainbow? 
but it's not actually. <laughs> Reading uh, Rambo would be a great kid show. <laughs> oh yeah, here. and the hungry little caterpillar. Hey. <laughs> The little blue truck went over the hill. Please yeah, cut yeah. the reading rainbow thing yeah, out because yeah, it sounds really great. racist. Because it was not him. <laughs> Carl Urban said, was not from reading rainbow. And you said reading rainbow, <laughs> which makes it even more. So please just cut that out because it sounds really racist. I wish <laughs> Rambo had been in the Predator, and him and Arnold both like. There's an alien in the wood. And they're like, oh man, there's nothing out there. <laughs> God. <laughs> if it bleeds, we can kill it. That's a stupid thing to say. I can't tell okay, who you're saying things for when you're talking. Could you tell me? No. <laughs> what the hell? I just imagine him running up and punching it. <laughs> Yo, Adrian. <laughs> He's a wrecking machine. <laughs> oh, God. What movie are we doing next? Um, it is your pick, Max. It pick is right my now. Pick. pick right now. No time. Pick right now. Wait, don't tell me what to do. I will tell you what to do. Um, poltergeist. Oh, oh no, not poltergeist. Oh God, um, Polaroid. I meant. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong. Poltergeist is a scary movie, but I meant to say Polaroid. Oh, not Polaroid. Paranoid. <laughs> not paranoid. Paranoid. <laughs> oh, sorry. Tremors is what I was thinking of. <laughs> it's all starting to run together. <laughs> <laughs> Polaroid. All right. I don't know that I've ever it's on Netflix. seen it. It is one. on Netflix. It's a relatively new movie. Oh All right, God. then. Oh well, we'll get into it and you'll hear our thoughts next time. <laughs> Poltergeist. Wait, no. <laughs> it's like Monty Python. Yeah. Let me change my answer. Color. <laughs> no, no, wait. <laughs> Are those Eastern European coconuts or South African? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, tune in for our review of Polter Paranoid Geist. Um, Alroyd. Yes. I Have I recommended the Pendergast series on this podcast yet? Uh, I don't know. I, don't remember. I can't remember. I, I hate this because I have to go back and listen to them now. Because I don't remember what I have recommended and what I haven't. But um, I do recommend the Pendergast series by Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child, I believe are the author's Lincoln names. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, I Thanks. guess that's it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This was Hounds of Horror. I'm Victor. I'm Max. And I'm Kitty. And this is the first time we're signing off this way. I know. It's weird. I don't like it. <laughs> the beauty of editing is that we can literally cut any part of this out. Like, what are we... Like, good night, America. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my.